On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, we are talking NBA playoffs inside and out. A look back at the first round. We look a little ahead to the second round, even though things are just shaping up. We have a little baseball talk. NFL is king. Schedules were released. We break that down. Oh, yeah, we do talk a little hockey because those playoffs are going on. And, of course, Casey's Corners kick. All right, let's start the show. Back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. Easter Sunday, Casey. Happy Easter to you. Happy Easter to you and to our uh, listeners as well. All right. Do yeah. we uh, do we do anything eventful for the Easter holiday? Um. Well, we we hosted uh, family over for for Easter. Went to uh, a family event yesterday as well. So a lot of family time. Uh, but I am happy to report that uh, my family has saved two baby squirrels today. What? Yeah. They're, uh, they apparently fell out of the nest in a tree next door and wandered into our yard. And they have, well, I mean, as last reported, they are still alive and being cared for by uh, my niece and... <laughs> So uh, that was that was interesting. That was interesting. Uh, a couple baby squirrels. So all right, well, we did it. We did it. Save save some lives. Yeah, yeah. Boy Scout patch <laughs> of the week. Well, I didn't really do anything. <laughs> I stood inside and said, "Don't go there. Don't touch him. It's really disgusting." <laughs> so I, I I literally did nothing to to uh, help. But uh, they were looking it up how to how to feed them and stuff, and it was <laughs> it's just kind of you know being a, a great person rolling my eyes at the whole thing so fantastic job by me awesome. uh, <laughs> that's, that's it how amazing. about you that's how about you, Marlo? How about you uh you know just food family and uh easter egg hunts yeah um, oh yeah i'm sure you're aware of uh those things i think observing them it's just a more of a shake my head moment i just <laughs> <laughs> it's like i can't wait so they don't have to do those anymore oh yeah no it's it's kind of when our son was was looking for him, I, he was looking for blue eggs, and like he's scanning around, and it's like, how do you not see them? They're just <laughs> out, like not even they're like half behind something, you know? Yeah. It's like, what do you, what do you not? How do you not? Anyway, so yeah, All maybe right, well. need, maybe an eye check is in, in the future. I don't know. Maybe that's what that's telling me. Uh, but All yeah, right. that's well, a, now a, that we brought part. the Easter cheer, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get moving on to some things that have uh, been going on campus this past week? Yeah, uh, on campus, it's what uh, April 21st here, recording at 8 o'clock. It's uh, kind of a dead time. Yeah. Kind of a dead time on the campuses. Uh, Students getting ready for finals, all that yeah. fun stuff. Yeah, probably spring break somewhere around there. I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> uh, so spring break, no rules. Um, oh, no. We <laughs> So yeah, but uh, luckily a, a kind of weird transfer story emerged. The Hauser brothers, Sam and Joey, have officially entered the transfer transfer portal lounge, um, which made its way to basketball. Did we know it was in basketball before this? Uh, I didn't think I didn't think it was confirmed, but yeah, okay. it's definitely been confirmed that it is in basketball as well. It is in basketball. Uh, they have announced that they were transferring. Um, 
Sam is a junior and Joey's from a Marquette. Marquette. From Marquette. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I should mention that. <clears throat> um, and Joey's, I think, a redshirt freshman, something like that. Um, so a lot of things kind of strike me as being weird about this story. One, I guess, is, uh, and I don't know where you want to start, Bella, but one is the timing of it. Um, just after the tournament, uh, just after Marcus Howard announced he was returning to the team, uh, the fact that they're leaving, so that's one. Two is that they're leaving a what's I guess was a top five preseason team. Uh, I know it's very early to kind of be thinking about that stuff, but uh, they were expected to do very well. I at least favorites to win the Big East. Granted, the only other real team there is Villanova, but whatever. Uh, and third was the timing, I guess, for the Housers. Uh, Sam is a junior. Um, so he it won't be a grad transfer, so he'll have to sit out a year. Joey will as well, but that's kind of um, you know earlier in his career to do such a thing. Um, so those three things are uh, what strike me as weird for the smart line. I don't know if any of those or a completely different thing you want to start talking about with them. No, that's fine. You can start with that. I think uh, being announced, I believe, on Monday uh, when this came out, and of course being being in the news cycle that we are in yeah. Wisconsin sports, it was kind of everywhere. Uh, yeah, I was like, why, why is this? And I kept trying to dig for exactly why I couldn't really find out. So my, my first head went to the father, yeah. um, who was their basketball, was their coach in high school. Mm-hmm. He is shown at every Marquette telecast that I've seen. Granted, I've probably seen three or four oh, yeah. um, of them, but they do showcase their father, which makes me feel like he has a, a stronghold on his boys there. Uh, just for my interactions with them on the TV while he's yeah. in the stands. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, very strange. But what do we know? Uh, you know about these the kids and transferring. So, I I am agreeance with you at the timing um, and why it's you know like you said it's a it's a very good program. They seem to be flourishing in that program, and the yep. reason their reasoning is they want to find a better fit. Uh, so, kind of with that said, obviously with them transferring, being Wisconsin kids. Uh, Wisconsin chopped on the radar mm-hmm. as a possible landing spot, but I don't. I mean, if you're looking for a fit, I don't think that's where these two would land. And they're obviously going to be a package deal. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, I think they would fit well in in Wisconsin as far as for the Wisconsin program, right? Sure. They're uh, relatively big. Who can, got bigs who can shoot outside and they would, you know, fit right into the swing offense. But I think their aspirations are beyond just what the next couple of years are in college basketball. Um, and that's why I thought they picked Marquette in the first place. I mean, going back to their recruiting, uh, whether or not they were going to go to Wisconsin or Marquette was a big deal. It would be very strange, I think, if they chose Marquette at that time and now transferred to Wisconsin. Uh, Apparently, the Sam didn't receive an uh, offer from Wisconsin. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Fine. But it was during it was during the whole transition. It was that yeah. year that Bo decided to step down. Yeah, but there was still you know rumors, and they were obviously uh, kind of related to the to the program, just being you know really good high school yeah, players 100%. in Wisconsin. Uh, so it just feels like it'd be a weird move to go back to go back to Wisconsin. So kind of in that respect, I think it'd be a weird fit. Um, but they're kind of. Uh, related to a couple other programs, big programs, right? Uh, Virginia yeah. was floated out there, although they just uh, used another scholarship on a, on a recruit, so I don't know how available that is. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, among others. Uh, so some, you know, high quality programs that are that are after them. 
Yeah, so it's gonna be it's be interesting to see where they land. I uh, of that list you just put out there, I I would put it on Michigan State. Mm-hmm. That would seem like you know not only a good fit for them, their players, but as you say, aspirations beyond that. Obviously, <laughs> Tom Izzo has the track record of making mm-hmm. players into NBA talent ready uh, players as well as as good collegiate players um, while they're there. I think the hard thing with that though is, I guess in any of these like large program or you know. Let's say tier one programs. Um, who's going to be there in two years? Because they are going to have to yeah, sit out a yeah. year. You know, who's Michigan State or Michigan going to recruit? You know, it's possible that they could recruit somebody who would be playing over the Hauser brothers. Whereas if they came to Wisconsin, that probably would. Let's be honest, that probably wouldn't be the case. At least right away, right? Wisconsin's not going to bring in somebody who would be the quality to play over these guys. But Michigan, Michigan State might bring in NBA talent that would that would. So I don't know. That's just another weird part of this that I think you know. I hope they would be considering. Uh, for that, uh, all right. That's enough talk about some Marquette players. <laughs> so we mentioned that on campus is pretty light, uh, but I saw a pretty light story that uh, was out there. Uh, now that college basketball is over, we've been missing our Zion spotlight. We've been missing the dunks, but luckily we got to see at least one more on Duke campus. Uh, he did a gender reveal dunk for. Some some couple I probably should have looked at who, who it was. <laughs> maybe it's like an assistant coach. I'm not really they're sure. Associated with like the Duke network or something. Yeah. Husband. Oh, okay. They yeah. they look super rich. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. So it's just them on the basketball court, right? And they, he Zion goes up for a dunk with this little basketball, dunks it, it explodes, and the you know proper confetti comes out for the gender of the child. It was really cool. It was a really neat thing. Like it just kind of came out of nowhere. I was not expecting this to happen. Uh, and I think at this point, Zion can get fairly compensated for this dunk. Yeah. Uh, since he's probably not going to continue. How much did that dunk cost him? You think five grand, five grand. I mean, I'd say I dunk a ball for five grand. I can't dunk a ball though. So never mind. <laughs> never mind. Um, yeah, probably, probably a, a, a safe stipend to get him to the NBA to the NBA draft. Um, but it, I don't know. It was really cool. And just kind of, uh, I'm going to miss that guy in college basketball, even though he played for Duke and, and all that goes with that. He was a really fun character uh, to have in the college basketball game. So you're, you're a big fan of the gender reveal on the internet and all that fun stuff. <sighs> so, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> If it's really good, like if it's this one, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some baseball ones uh, where uh, it was like a that are they're pretty good uh, things like that. But like I don't know, I would I wouldn't do it if that's not kind of the character that I am. Yeah, uh, not that there's anything wrong with the character. It's just you know right. putting videos of myself on the internet. That said, I do a podcast I put on the internet, but <laughs> it's not in video. It'd be a different story if it was a video. Um, I'm fine with people doing it, but it's a, a bit much sometimes. Yeah, I obviously the best one is Gordon Haywood's uh, reaction to his like fourth girl, whatever that was. That's what I was trying to think of. I couldn't remember yeah. who it was, so I didn't want to say it. <laughs> no, that's that's an all-time classic. That's a great one. That's a great <laughs> one. The one I'm trying to think of in uh, I should have. It's um, a baseball player who I think he his wife pitches him the ball and he misses it or something. Oh, and it falls. Yeah, it, falls it just falls on like impotently on, <laughs> on the ground, and it's like whatever color it is, and it's like your professional baseball player you should have been able to hit that. It's pretty funny. Uh, so, so when it's like that, right? But if it's just right. like we open the balloons and whatever, I don't need to see that, you know, on right. the internet. Yeah. Um, all right, gender reveals, great gender stuff. reveals. Way to go, Zion. Yeah, way to get paid. Keep doing fun things for us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, 
Moving on. Yeah. Uh, did you see the women's world championship last week? <sighs> uh, did I define see it? Uh, <laughs> I you, knew at the edge of your seat going. I knew. I knew it was happening. Um, I did not see any of it though. Okay. Well, so let me tell, catch you up. Yeah, catch me up. USA, USA, <laughs> USA. We win the championship for the fifth time in a row. Yeah. Not we without some it. controversy. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, game is in overtime. Finland scores a goal. They're cheer. They gloves off doing the doing the cheer thing. Mm. Uh, is it golden goal? Like they won? Yeah. They yeah. Golden goal. Golden goal. Brutal. It's all. It's over. But yep. nope. Rewind the tape. Uh, interference with the goalie. Even though the goalie lunged, it was out of the box. <laughs> Goes into overtime, and then a shootout, and USA wins. So go USA! Women's hockey can't stop us. Take that! Take that, Finland! Finland! I had already almost forgot who it was. Uh, <laughs> they so I went back and I looked at the scores and they were winning like seven, eight, ten, zero, yeah. and then the fi- they had beat Finland previously uh, six to two, and then the final was a, a one one that went in overtime and was one in a shootout. That's crazy! Yeah, that that was so close. So yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Finland. We're the best. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The big one. We won the big one, the women's world championship of, of hockey. That's right. Nice. Nice. Um all right. Uh was that on campus? That's kind of paid professional. On campus Ethan. I mean, they're not paid. Although yeah. they got paid by the Federation. I don't know. It's unclear. It's unclear. Yeah, but I bet if you're a college player. I'm gonna call it amateur. It's amateur hockey, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say amateur. Okay. Fair enough. So now we can go to paid professionals. Okay. Let's start with the uh, NBA because we got the playoffs going on. First playoff round. basketball, yeah. First round of the playoffs. Uh, I, I guess what, what do you want to say, Marlo? Anything this past week that jumped out to you that you thought was uh, newsworthy, podcast worthy? Uh, well, well, I think the most interesting everyone knows about is that epic collapse by the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Um, I'll just put it in my position. I was watching this game. Uh, they got up by 30. I, I watched it the fourth quarter because this is a West Coast game on like a Tuesday or whatever. So tipped right. at like 8.30. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, this game's over. I'm going to bed. And what do you know? Wake up. Golden State loses. How does that happen? I don't know. But it was. <laughs> <laughs> but now it was bad that I didn't stay up just to watch something of an uh, that epic collapse of that proportion. Yeah, it's one of those things where like 99 out of 100 times you're like why am I watching this stupid game? It's been over for, you know, since halftime. And you're like in the back of your head you're like something crazy might happen. Something crazy yep. might happen. Yep. <laughs> like, maybe and and most of the time it's just like no, no came back ever happened. Um but this was the one time it did and we missed it because <laughs> we went to bed. We had given up. Uh yeah, I mean it was a playoff record, right? Nobody had ever come back from uh this large of a deficit it's weird that it was golden state yeah you know who's been at home what, the team of the century <laughs> right uh the best team to ever played basketball yeah uh to a eight-seeded clippers team whose best players lou williams who comes off the bench or mantras harrell who doesn't st- it's a really weird team uh the Clippers are and managed this unbelievable comeback that that I guess we missed. But that's I guess why you watch sports, right? To yeah, that's why you see sports. these kind of crazy things. Do you think it says anything about Golden State? Uh, they also lost Boogie Cousins in this game. No, they did a, lose Boogie. To yeah, a um, torn quad. Ugh, that hurts. Yeah, 
just I think hear. it just says I think it just says that Golden State was bored. Um, yeah, they just they got up and then I I you know watch obviously I was just watched the highlights. It just looked like oh yeah at some point we can come back and beat these guys any, at any point, which for the most part has been true in the regular season. Yeah, uh, they treat twenty point deficits like they're five point deficits at times. Uh, but this is the playoffs, I guess. It's, so, it's the playoffs. But I yeah, just take away they, they just got bored and maybe that's the wake up call they needed just to actually play in the playoffs. Yeah, I guess it. As a Bucks fan, it gives me a little like this seems like something that shouldn't happen to a great team, right? Yeah. This doesn't happen to a Jordan team. Um, so as a Bucks fan, you kind of look at that and go, okay, maybe they're not as great, you know, as, as we all think. So that's just my, uh, a little bit of a takeaway there. Um, anything else, Marlo, that you saw? Uh, I guess, do you want to talk about the blowout rule while we're talking about blowouts? Yeah. Yeah. We could talk about a blowout rule. So this rule was, came to my attention to a, uh, almost po- as popular podcast that <laughs> I have listened to. Um, but they wanted the rule across all sports, but we'll just talk about basketball. But it's basically yeah. in the playoffs, if you get blown out, that series is over. And I believe they settled on for basketball, like 35 points. So if Golden State goes on to win by 35 points, first round's over. They move on. Other team goes home. Um, yeah. So I pose that to you. I think great idea. It makes it exciting for on both ways. Because right. no team wants to get blown out and they'll actually try and not give up. It's not lose by 35 because they want to keep going. And then maybe Golden State plays a little harder to get up by 35. And then right. we don't have to sit through the whole first <laughs> round of the playoffs of, you know, Golden State or um, on the other side. It was Boston and Indiana who just yeah. finished today. So yeah, or the, what are your or, thoughts on it? I I think in an individual game that would be really fun to kind of root for or against. Um, I think it could make blow games more interesting than just kind of holding off for that miracle epic comeback that happens you know uh once in history uh so for an individual game standpoint that would happen obviously it's never going to happen right because there'd be less games and that's less money so that's not a real thing but i think it would make that game a lot more fun because it'd be fun to see golden state just go for it you know or the bucks against Detroit just go for it and say we just want to be able to rest and get people healthy. Uh, well, meanwhile Detroit's going, you know, balls to the wall when they're down twenty eight <laughs> points, you know, so it doesn't get to that level. Uh, it'd be a lot of fun, but uh, like a lot of ideas, it's not really a lot of fun ideas. It's not realistic to pull right. off. Well, but when we start our league, yeah, uh, we'll just we'll we'll put that we'll implement that in the first playoffs. When we start our league, will we should we plan on getting through the first full season before we fold, or <laughs> I would maybe plan. maybe just see how it goes, maybe just wing it. I don't know. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll have that one week. We got to make sure we have that one week. <laughs> yeah, and we'll take the it one week there. we're on CBS, and then everybody's like, "What? It's, what channel is it on now?" I'm not sure. Oh well, college basketball is on. Let's watch that. <laughs> God, so poorly thought out. Unbelievable. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Uh, the other thing is, uh, I guess let's touch on the 76ers yeah. and the Nets series. Yeah. Um, I I think the 76ers aren't that good. Yeah, and I think it's been an ugly. It's been an ugly series. It hasn't been fun to watch even. Um, and on top of that, I was the one. I thought the 76ers would be the biggest threat to Milwaukee. 
mm-hmm. uh, come playoff time, and I am completely doing a hundred and eighty because they're just they just do not look like a good basketball team, it, with yeah. or without Embiid. I know he was out for one game, but with yeah. or without him, they don't look that good. Yeah, it's such it's just such a strange team uh, because we sit here and you look at it on a piece of paper and you're like, holy crap, look at these players. Then they get in a game and they've been together however many years. I know Jimmy Butler's you know just there this year, but even just Embiid and Simmons, they just cannot figure out, and maybe they will never be able to because their skill sets are uh, almost incompatible, it seems like, um, that they just can't be the best versions of themselves and, and turn into a really competitive basketball team. Uh, they do lack a little bit of depth, and it does seem like they have a... How do I want to say this? Chip on the shoulder is not the right word. Um, inferior Inferiority complex seems too strong. <laughs> Something's going on with this team that I don't understand. I mean, they're like getting into dust-ups with the Nets. Uh, ben Simmons is feuding with Jared Dudley. <laughs> I didn't even know he was still in the league. Apparently is. He was a fine player, but like Ben Simmons is supposed to be like a top 10 NBA player. Uh, they're getting in fights. Jimmy Butler's getting tossed from games, which whatever he shouldn't yeah. have. Like they take on this almost like villain persona. And uh, maybe this is just me as a Bucks fan, how I'm seeing this, but like they kind of like take on this villain persona and I don't get it. They just should be better. And it feels like them doing this. This, I mean, this happens like when they play Boston the regular season. They go into this like this game means everything. We need to like pull out all stops and take you know ha- have that attitude. And everybody else is just like it's a regular season game in January. Like relax. Uh, it, it's just weird. I don't know. Uh, and it doesn't seem um, to benefit the team. I mean, I guess they're gonna they're gonna win this series, right? But they're yeah up now in the series but it's just it's just so strange to see because they just should be like in my opinion they should be like we're better than you i don't have to worry about you which we'll talk about in a little bit that's kind of what the bucks have been doing so um it's just strange this team is strange and uh you look at a piece of paper they should be great and then you, you watch them and with the butler trade and the uh tobias harris trade they are a really have a really really short bench, which in this series won't matter, but could in future series. Weird team, strange team. Yeah, they embody they embody the fans around them. I'm not ready to say they're not good yet, because I think they can be really good. Um, I just don't know how good if they can do that for a full series. Big big potential guy, big potential guy. Yeah, I should okay. say full series, a full series against a good team, right? Because they can put it together against the Nets. All right, so uh, I, I think that's about it. Yeah, first round. So, but now we can start looking ahead to the second round, Marlo. Yeah, everything's over. Everything's more or less over, except for kind of one quadrant, which we'll talk about. But let's just go through. We got kind of what we wanted, expected. I mean, this is if you sat down at the beginning of the playoffs and maybe at the beginning of the seasons, you would go, "These are three matchups that we really want." Right, Golden State, Houston. Mm-hmm. Kind of. This is Houston's been. Up to the top of the mountain, missed 27 threes in a row. <laughs> Have been there. Golden State, obviously, the team of the century, as we talked about earlier. Uh, I mean, this is the matchup you wanted in the West. Yeah, this is it. That Honestly, yeah, that rematch from last year where Houston pushed Golden State to the, to the seven-game series. Uh, Should have won that one. Had another hardened choke. But we could talk about that later. 
Uh, but this is, <laughs> this is this is a series that everyone wanted. It should it should have got here sooner, as we documented about the Golden State collapse in uh, yeah. Game Two. Um, but there should have been two sweeps, and we should be playing this before we record next Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I I don't. I know I'm going to have trouble watching this series because I'm going to want both teams to lose. Uh, I just, I have a really hard time rooting for James Harden. Um, I understand the way he plays basketball is he's really good at it. And I understand it's really effective. I just dislike watching it. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable to watch. And he's going up against Golden State who, you know, I've kind of, I haven't, rooted against Golden State a whole lot, but now that the Bucks are a formidable contender, I'm definitely going to be kind of rooting for the quote-unquote underdog in Houston and wanting Golden State to trip up at some point. So I can feel, already feel that I'm going to be very conflicted uh, in the series, and whichever team is losing, I'm going to be rooting for them until they take the lead, and then I'm going to root for the other team. So <laughs> I, that's how I think that's going to go. Uh, so that's we'll talk about the other side of the West in a moment. Uh, then Bucks and Celtics is more or less... Uh, uh, guarantee uh celtics won today uh so they've moved on and the bucks are up 3-0 on detroit have won each game by like a thousand points something like that um well i guess we'll talk about a little bit bucks more in a second so maybe we'll skip that one and then toronto uh and the 76ers uh toronto is i think they've now won uh so they're up three games to one and the 76ers are also up three games to one this is last week we we're talking about oh boy could these ge- oh, teams toronto, be in yeah, trouble toronto gonna fall both of them had lost uh, the first opening game. Yep. Yeah. That was and, this, that was the madness of the NBA. Now yeah. everything's just settled back, floated up to <laughs> where it's supposed to be. The teams, the teams he wanted. Um, yeah. I'm much more interested in this series now than I was um, at, I'd say, the beginning of the season, at any point in the season, uh, just to see... Because I think we're going to see how good these two teams are. Uh, Toronto the whole year has been very good, but Kawhi has sat so many games. I don't really know uh, how good Toronto can be. And we talked earlier about the 76ers and how uh, can they put it together? Can they put all this talent together? It will be interesting to see how good these two teams can be or um, or not, I guess. It, it should be a, a really good series. Yeah, it sh- I think it will be a good series. I think it will be an entertaining series, but I don't think it matters. Whichever team wins, I, they're not. I think the teams above them are clear cut better teams. Mm. Um, you know, Milwaukee and and Boston. It just, you know, they're just playing to get beat. In, in my opinion, my humble huh. opinion. Um, yeah, Kawhi's a good player. I mean, we talked about 76, 76ers. Kawhi's a good player, uh, but the the Toronto team that I've been watching, formidable opponent, but they they don't put any fear into the heart of a you know a boston or a milwaukee team in my in my opinion yeah i i, I guess i could kind of i want to see i want to see more from toronto uh like i said i've i've seen tuned into so many of their primetime games for Kwai's not playing and it's just been and they've done fine which i guess is a testament to the team their depth um but beating orlando isn't any you know the way that they did isn't really giving me too much confidence um I guess taking care of business is an achievement, right? And and doing something, but um, yeah, we'll see. That, that's a good one. All right, so we talked through, I guess, three of the final uh, quarterfinals, and what we haven't talked about yet is kind of that bottom left half 
uh, or the bottom half of the West because these are actually series. We have a couple <laughs> interesting series. Uh, Denver San Antonio, uh, the two seven matchup is two two, and uh, Portland Oklahoma City are playing game four tonight. So by the time you hear this, this will probably have happened, and maybe it won't be a series well, if Portland make a wins. Prediction? Should we make a prediction that goes wrong? Um, <laughs> OKC wins. And... Oh, you do like the score and everything. <laughs> Okay, C wins. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Okay, C wins. Okay, C wins. One thirteen, one ten. How about that? Okay. Uh, I think okay. I'd like. I guess I'd like to see OKC win just because I want these to be series. I want to have actual basketball series that go back and forth. That'd be interesting. Um, so, uh, so it's Portland, Oklahoma City, uh, Denver, and San Antonio. I guess Marla, what? So what of these teams is going to be in the Western Conference Finals? Yeah. Uh, and I guess the way I want to talk about this is what would be the most interesting storyline for you to come out of these four teams? Well, obviously the most interesting storyline would be OKC getting to the Western Conference Finals against the Golden mm. State Warriors. Interesting. Um, you know, obviously have Russell Rest, the Russell, Russell Westbrook yeah. and uh, Kevin Garnett dynamic going back and forth. Uh, wherever that stands, nobody knows. But also having Kev, or Kevin Durant coming into OKC and just having all the cupcake yeah. signs because that's always entertaining as well. <laughs> uh, but, but there's also you know the San I like the San Antonio angle. Yeah, uh, obviously the, the 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 team that doesn't have the flashy stars. Popovich just keeps the train moving, mm-hmm. and you know still makes it to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I feel like as a Wisconsin fan, that's what I should be rooting for. It's like just. No, unassuming kind of get the job done um with that uh so i'm gonna go with portland because so we talked a little bit you mentioned west coast basketball and how late it starts um and he, so here in the midwest it's hard to watch it's hard to watch a full, at least a full game of of west coast basketball so i haven't seen a lot of portland and normally when i do see west coast basketball it's golden state that's what's always on espn late or tnt late almost always it seems um so i haven't seen a lot of portland and my god is it fun watching damian lillard play and i for so long he's had you know his he's led a team to the playoffs and they've underperformed in the playoffs for whatever reason and we've kind of thought do they need to blow it up can he be the best player on your team can him and McCollum be, you know, does that whole thing need to go? Kind of like how you were, we were looking at uh, DeRozan and Lowry in Toronto a year ago, and obviously they blew it up and got Kawhi. Um, so I think it would be so fun to watch Lillard put this team on his back. The la- He scored uh, 30, 29, and 32 in the three games against Oklahoma City. He's playing great, and the attitude he's playing with, the, the confidence he has is so fun to watch. I'd like to see him kind of carry this – uh, Trailblazers team to the Western Conference Final. That's what I would pick to be my my most fun thing. Uh, although in OKC, if Paul George is healthy versus Golden State, Western Conference Finals would be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, all right. Uh, if I may, Marlo, okay, take a moment to talk about the floor is yours, talk about sir. the Bucks. Um, I don't know how much of this series you watched, Marlo. Uh, but the Bucks are crushing the Pistons. <laughs> it's not. It's not, not even, even close. funny. Actually, it's not. It's not even fair. It's <laughs> it's it's a travesty. It's uh it's uh, I think I don't know if we were reference back to where we uh we were on the the leading Bucks radio podcast. Yeah, leading Bucks radio. Yep, leading Bucks radio podcast. And uh, yep. the the question was posed: Who do you not want to see on the first round? How dare you? <laughs> and dare I you I believe up. someone on this podcast said the Detroit Pistons. Yep. Yeah, um, 
I'm gonna be a little wrong about that. Uh, at the to be fair, at the time, Detroit had like the best or second best record since the All Star break, and they were playing great. Um, obviously, they didn't have a another notch to turn up the play. Um, and uh, Blake Griffin's been hurt, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. So uh, it turns out I am very pleased that they played. <laughs> The Pistons, although the other answers, I don't know if it would have changed much um, kind of in that 7, 8, 9, 10, whatever uh, to there those teams are uh, clearly, clearly worse. Um, I guess the weird thing for this uh, series for me has been Detroit's, especially Andre Drummond's kind of way he's approached the game. He almost seems like he's taunting the Bucks or like, I don't know. He has some attitude like his team is the one winning by 20, 25 points. Uh, and he's like, so he's guarding Giannis and Giannis is shooting a three. He's like waving his hand at him uh, like, oh, please take that shot. And w- granted, Giannis and isn't shooting great, in his face. but he's made a couple. And to do that when you're down, it just seems very strange. It seems like Detroit's kind of trying to get in the head of the Bucks to some degree. And like I kind of referenced when I was talking about the 76ers, the Bucks are just kind of like, we're not having it. We're just going to be better than you. And they have been all all, se- all series. Uh, to be fair, Blake Griffin did not play the first two games, uh, but he did play the third game. It seems like he has a sore or injured knee. Uh, I think the uh, coach, uh, Dwayne Casey, the coach of the Pistons, said he can't hurt it anymore by playing on it, which... I love it. I love it when I love it when coaches become become doctors and use that. Like, yeah, yeah it's not going to get any worse if he plays out. It's just hurt. It's just hurt. It's yeah. like it, it, that doesn't sound great. Um, so I think you know, I, obviously, if I can defend my take of not wanting to play the Pistons, my take was that Blake Griffin would be the best player uh, out of any of the players on Detroit, Orlando, and I think Miami was hanging around then uh, at the time, and he would be the best player, and I'd be worried about the best player on the team. Uh, and that's why I wouldn't want to um, play Detroit. He's not that guy yeah. anymore. He's not who yeah. he was two months ago or a month ago or whenever we had that conversation. Yeah, he looks uh, like out there on the court like he's playing football. Uh, yeah. The way he's guarding Giannis, and they just allow him to kind of throw that shoulder into him. Uh, and he's like trying to take steals. I think he got like a stinger actually in the game because he threw his shoulder into him. <laughs> With no foul call. No foul no call. No foul call. Uh, that's playoff yeah. basketball though. Yeah, and he's been uh, he's he he's he's struggled, and I think that I don't know, I don't know how much that would make a difference. And I'm kind of glad he played in Game Three because it kind of took that. Yeah, the Bucks dominated the Pistons, but Blake didn't play. I guess you can still say, but he's injured. Uh, but I think we saw in that game that it really didn't matter. He had a really good game, and the Bucks still uh, blew him out. Uh, and I thought what was interesting about that is coming into the playoffs. Um, we were kind of going, what can Giannis do? Can he go to another level? Can he, you know, improve on he's only playing however many minutes in the season. If can he stretch that out and be this dominant the whole game? And in the first two games the answer was yes. He <laughs> was amazing. Uh, uh but in game three, he struggled. He yeah, and the rest of the team kind of picked him up. The rest of the team played well, and they still won by 27 points. So I think that's what's the, that was what was most encouraging in Game 3. Blake came back. Giannis didn't play great. He played. He still was very effective and um, a good player overall. But 
the team, the rest of the team, the Bledsoe's, the Middletons, uh, the Brook Lopez's. I don't know why I do that. You you pluralize them. Like there's multiple <laughs> Brook Lopez's. <laughs> well, there's multiple. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but there's maybe multiple ones out there. Not that I play on the Bucks. So, yeah. Chris Middleton, <laughs> Bledsoe. And Brook Lopez all played really well, and they still got that kind of result, even without Giannis being kind of next level great. So that I thought that was really encouraging and a great sign of of things to come. Um, the other thing I really liked, Marlo, uh, during the home games, the fans uh, at the Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee were amazing. Um, but we had, you know, how they do kind of the panning of the celebrities at. Yeah, you know, L A or or whatever, yeah. New York or what have you. Yeah. <laughs> well, they went around and they showed Aaron Rodgers, who obviously owns part of the team. Um, and Danica was there, sure. Uh, <laughs> then they Kristen Yelich was there, and Ryan Braun was there. So we had literally, if Giannis is MVP, four MVPs in the house, which is pretty cool. Three current MVPs, which is uh, I still kind of. But even way you ah. won an MVP. <laughs> it's, 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 okay. That asterisk there. It right. happened. It right. happened. So, so let's say three current MVPs. Uh, if again, if Giannis wins, which is a, a pretty cool thing, and just kind of every once in a while, I kind of shake my head that this is the state of affairs in Wisconsin pro- professional sports that we have these three players on our, on our team that we get to root for. So that was a pretty neat uh, moment and kind of an encapsulation of that. But the highlight of the game. Was Bakhtiari was there, offensive tackle for the Green Bay Packers, and they showed him on the jungle was trying. He got up, gave a little cheer, and then like chugged his beer. <laughs> and they yeah. gave a cheer again, and uh, just that's Wisconsin for you, right there. Yeah, which and it was like a, it was a spot of cow beer on top of it. Yeah, so, it's fantastic. That was all it was fantastic. Good stuff. Good stuff for the Bucks. Uh, so I think they they play Detroit tomorrow or Tuesday. I don't know. Sometimes this week. Hopefully we'll win by 20 and close it out in style. That's all I got on the books. You got anything, Marlo? I just want uh, the Bulls to be good at basketball again. This is Someday. so hard. When they get Zion Williamson. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Do they end up? They, they have the 20, do they have the 25% chance or whatever? Yeah, no. They no. finished outside of it. They finished outside of it. <laughs> yeah. One job. One job. <laughs> One job. Couldn't tank right. Yeah. But hey, marketing's really progressed, huh? Marketing, yeah, awesome. Okay, <laughs> let's 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 move on. It's making yeah. me sad. Let's talk about other Chicago teams that are doing really well. Yeah, let's uh, talk about the White Sox. <laughs> so, because hey, they're making news, and why not? Yeah. talk to. You. So, did you see this, Casey? Oh uh, yeah. I think it was the first brawl. Was it the first brawl of the season, or was there one before this? I don't know. Um, not, yeah, unclear. Unclear. But. This one came across the radar. So a Tim lot of Anderson, baseball games happen. There's a lot of games. A lot there. of games going on. Uh, Tim, Tim Anderson of the White Sox yeah. hits a White Sox player. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, anyways, it's a home run. Does yeah. it? I, I don't even consider this a backflip. Bat flip. It was yeah. just a bat throw. Yeah. At his own bench, mind like you. a javelin. He like threw like a yeah. javelin. He threw like a javelin. He was psyched. It was a you know, hits a home run, throws it at his own bench, kind of jawing at his own bench, really excited, runs around, uh, runs around the bases, home run. All right, next, yeah, next time he's up, first in this is with against the Kansas City, uh, Kansas City Royals. Yep, uh, Brad Keller just throws just throws it right at him, beams him. <laughs> you know, unwritten rules of baseball. 
Yeah. You can't you can't you can't show out the pitcher and then the the benches go from there. So, we have two we have a couple things to unpack here. Okay. First the the bat flip or as people call it pimping home runs. Pimp that's what people say. Yeah, pimp pimping home I'm, runs. All right. I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, I haven't heard that. You haven't heard that. <laughs> we got we got plenty of people on both sides of it. You got players chiming in on Twitter. Uh you know talking about they need to act like they've been there. There's other ones that say, you know, this is totally fine. Let's play some baseball. Let the kids have fun. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, guess what side the Cardinals fans are on. I'll give you, <laughs> give you one guess what side the Cardinals fans are on, on that. What, what side of the Cardinals fans are? Oh, they're, they love their unwritten rules and gentlemen, the freaking Cardinals. All right. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I think, uh, yeah, but so, so two things, bad flips. Yeah. Your impressions, how do you feel about bat flipping? And or pimping pimping home runs. Pimping home runs. I don't know how you yeah. pimping home runs. I like I don't mind I don't mind a good bat flip. I think it's fun. Uh I mean I, I, I err on the side of you don't want them to flip the bat, don't give up a home run. Uh yes. I I don't think it's necessarily showing up the pitcher. I don't know why that has become the thing. Um as long as you don't like throw it at him or whatever you know if, yeah. as long as you're not like if you're going down the baseline and you're drawing at the pitcher that's one thing but if you just right. like celebrate with the bat flip i don't care who whatever i don't know like if you strike a guy out you can do all all the like fist pumps and crap that you want and yelling and whatever the pitchers can show off all they want right but because yes. i guess because there's no retaliation you can't retaliate against the pitcher except by doing your job <laughs> Which should be the same answer for the pitchers. Yeah, hundred percent. I th- I agree with you. It's if you don't want if you don't want him to flip the bat, don't let him shoot a home run. Shoot a home yeah. run, and your hurts your your feelings are hurt because now it's not only a home run, but they're celebrating, which they should. It's exciting. Yeah, you know, just get it done. So, yeah, I don't I don't yeah, understand I, that part about baseball. And then I don't understand the second part is now you're mad about it, so now I have to throw the ball at you. Yeah. Yeah, I I like the unwritten rule in the sense of when you protect players. So, like, if a guy beams your guy, then you beam another guy back. Like, right? That seems like a, protecting your guys. It seems like a, a or you know, guy slides in, you know, a really hard slide in second base, and then you beam the guy next. That's kind of like a you're by trying to hurt another player, you're kind of enforcing the safety. Some, which is I guess kind of perverse, but. Um, <laughs> That makes sense to me, but like to do it to enforce other unwritten rules, to enforce bat flips, or to enforce whatever kind of gamesmanship, sportsmanship type things you want. That you know you're in, you're inviting injury possibilities into a situation that didn't have it. Whereas I guess the line I'm trying to the needle I'm trying to thread here is that the other player invited uns- the unsafe condition by being unsafe in the first place. Uh, so I think that makes sense. Um, and it's weird that it's just kind of accepted. Yeah. And I like, you know baseball is like tradition and all of that. Uh, but just to everybody's just kind of accepts that that happens and that's fine. It's weird. I don't think you should enforce for bat flips. That seems ridiculous. No, that's just silly. It's silly. Uh, yeah, the bat forcing, hitting people because they're bat flip. Again, just don't let them hit home runs. And then all's, all's good. All's good when that happens. Yeah, and it's always weird because it's like, you enforce it when it doesn't affect the outcome of the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, if it's a close game, you're not going to hit the guy back, right? But if it's 
you're down because that guy hit a three-run home run. It's like, who cares if there's they have a base runner here? So it's, it seems like cheap for the uh, pitcher to do it. You know, it's they're not always doing it. They're just doing it when it benefits them, which seems like if you have an unwritten rule, that sounds like it should be part of the unwritten rule. I don't know. Strange. Yeah. Well, right. thanks for thanks for allowing me to have my time to talk about White Sox baseball. Yeah, good stuff. Um, you know, so uh, it might be the only time this season, unless Maybe. there's more pimping, more 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 pimping, <laughs> and more bench clearing brawls. So it's, yeah. that's something that all the uh, you know fans can root for. for fans sure. love bench clearing balls. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. All right, Brewers, Marlow. Yes, actual. Winning baseball. Actually, oh, I don't wow. know. What are, what are the White Sox record? Who cares? Oh, they're not last place because they won the series against the Royals, so they're second to last yeah. in their division. Boom. Take, Take that, that, Kansas City. Take that, Kansas City. All the, all the Royals fans that listen to this are going to be shaking their heads. They're going to be throwing baseballs at you, Marlo. Uh, <laughs> they'd see you. I don't know. <laughs> Walking down the street, just get a baseball. You just, know yeah, why. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know why. It's like you flipped the bat. All right. Uh, Brewers had a tough homestand. Just wrap that up today against Cardinals and Dodgers, finishing three and four. Uh, I I think they're in second place right now behind the Pirates of all teams. I know it's early. I know the record's still pretty good, but Marlo, I have some concerns about this team. Uh, and I know this is going to sound, I don't know, almost like Cubs fan-like, right? Like after we win the, they win the World Series and they're like, oh, I going to complain about my team uh and you can say i guess the same about but she didn't uh, win me. a world series yeah you said a really yeah. good season right right but you know had some recent success and still doing well but yeah our starting pitching has been very spotty uh very spotty and it seems to lack a lot of depth we are like spot starting chase anderson we i don't even think we have announced a pitcher for uh tomorrow's game which seems like an issue uh it sounds Sounds like we're in talks with uh, Gio Gonzalez, who just was released uh, or exercised his release clause. He was in the Yankees minor league system. So <laughs> we're going to bring him back. At least he'll eat up innings, maybe pitch 100 pitches in four innings. But that's still a couple innings he can eat up. Uh, I will point out Dallas Keuchel still available out on there. Uh, other than that, uh, Josh Haters in the last two performances given up two huge home runs both to uh, which resulted in losses for the Brewers. Uh, gave up a three-run home run the other night and a one-run uh, solo home run to Bellinger in the top of the ninth. Uh, just he's been really good, and then he just has a pitch that either he doesn't place correctly or doesn't move correctly, and it just gets hammered. Uh, that's a spot of concern. And right now, most of the lineup is doing really well, but we have two huge holes. Travis Shaw and Jesus Aguilera both hitting around the 200 mark and just not not what we want. Not when you have guys who are performing that poorly, it's just, you know, you have those holes in the lineup. It just kills innings. It kills rallies. Uh, hopefully they can turn that around. They're better players than this. They Hopefully we'll be sitting here in a month and going, okay, that was just a bad start and they've kind of regressed. What's the opposite of regressed to the mean? Is it still regressed to the mean even if it's from bad to normal? <laughs> <laughs> progress maybe they progress, progress to the mean. mean they'll progress to the mean and uh, get back there but it's been a rough start for those two guys so those are some concerns I have one concern I don't have Marlo it's Christian freaking Yelich holy cow well um, yeah he's on fire he is something else uh my and I will use my 
baseball statish kind of stat of the week. It's a projected mm. stat, Marlo. Uh, Kristen Yelich is on pace oh. to hit Uh-oh. 95 home runs. 95 home runs. <laughs> and have 221 RBI. Wow. That might yeah, be a be, record. Might be a record. Might be a good season. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... It, I, I don't. I can't. I'm trying to remember a time where I. It's been so much fun to watch a baseball player day in and day out. Granted, it's only what 14, uh, 20, uh, whatever, a couple games into the season. <laughs> but like, just a day in day out of being able to watch him has been a lot of fun. Uh, not to mention the other kind of fun players on this team. So, given my concerns, given my complaints, I'm still really enjoying the season and off to a great start. Not to throw water on that, but. Do you find it weird that all of those home runs and RBIs have come only at home? Yeah. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's cool. Fine. It's fine. I, even we play, we play pro- half our games there. We play half our games there. It so will, if he just does. Yes. It will progress just, back to the media. <laughs> yeah. It will pre. It will aggress. It will aggress in some manner. Yeah. Um, but it's been a lot of fun to start. All right. Real stat of the week, though, Marlo. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, your boy, Albert Pujols. Pujols. Uh, he's still playing baseball. Yeah, man. Still playing baseball for the uh, Angels, and he has now passed one Babe Ruth for fifth on the MLB career RBI list. So congratulations to Albert Pujols. Um, anytime you're up there with Babe Ruth, he has 1,992 RBIs, does Albert Pujols. It just seems like so long ago that he was – you know the man, the man, and striking, you know, and just dominating yeah. the NL Central. Um, and he's been just not, you know, a, a shadow of himself out there in Los Angeles. Um, but still putting together those those career numbers. All right, congrats, so, Albert. Anyway, stat of the it's kind of a stat, right? I guess it's a stat. That is a stat. A definition right. of stat. Boom, boom, boom. We did it. All right. Any other baseball news, Marlo? That you that's, that you've seen? No, that's all I got. And that's Everybo- pretty that's pretty in depth for this time of se- yeah. season. Everybody in the Yankees is hurt. Yeah, the Red Air Sox Judge are apparently terrible. Dead. It's been weird. It's a weird start to the season. Pirates are in first place. I should see if they still are. They were yesterday. <laughs> so so obviously they are today. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right. All right. On to NFL. NFL. It's always football season because we had the NFL schedule come out. Oh boy. Schedule were schedules were revealed, Casey. And yeah. were you rejoiced? Um Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, it's I don't know. It felt like a, a bigger deal this year. Like it was maybe it's always been this way, but and maybe I'm just tuned in a little bit more because we're doing the podcast, but like ESPN had a two-hour show. Yeah, Trivial schedules they went through did wins and losses like idiots. <laughs> uh, I mean, but you know, you know who the teams are, right? Yes. Like you but know now you know the order ahead of time. I knew who <laughs> I could have sat down and known who Green Bay was going to play before the schedule release. It just I didn't know the order. I didn't know how much I guess was prime time. That seemed to be a big topic of conversation. We'll talk about it here. Uh, but apparently it's a big deal to know what order these games will occur. Yeah. I'm not circling on the calendar next year. I'll be surprised what happens. But 
I mentioned it's not, it's not like a bigger deal. Uh, it seemed like teams found more creative ways to announce their schedules. Again, maybe this happened before and I just missed it, but uh, I just wanted to highlight a couple that I liked. Uh, the first one was the Browns schedule release. You know, we're all tuned in a little bit more of the Browns these days uh, because of all the moves that they made, the relative success that they had last year. Um they did a, a schedule release where they had, and it just feels so Browns-like to me. Uh, they had a someone sit down at a computer, like connect to AOL, dial up, <laughs> makes the noise. He l- goes, searches for the schedule, prints it on an old printer that takes like 40 seconds to print the piece of paper, and then he just pins it up to a chalkboard. It's fantastic. It was just so Browns-like. <laughs> like, like, almost like a turning of the leaf like they're still the Browns are still stuck in this age <laughs> where this happened it was so funny maybe they're harkening back to last time they made the playoffs which whenever the hell that was who knows but that was great you have do you have any ones that you like Marlon? uh you got i liked i think the, well i was very timely atlanta with their game of thrones yeah uh themed uh yeah themed video that was pretty good the best, the best part about that was when they were playing. So they play the Rams, and then later in the season they play the Saints. So they show the Saints team, and then a Ram comes running on and knocks over one of the Saints players. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. fantastic. That was good. That was good. Yeah, so I didn't. So I know what. Um, I don't know if you heard this, Marlon. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I haven't seen. It. I tried. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I knew it was the song, and that's how the like the the show. St- starts was yep. there any did i miss anything else was there more to it or it was just like game of thrones themed and that was the whole thing yeah it was yeah it was game of thrones themed kind of like the opener um yeah. i mean there weren't it wasn't really too there wasn't any like, like easter egg additional game of thrones yeah right yeah it was just okay. the look and feel and oh okay having the the stadium open up the way it does just oh, okay yeah, yeah it was cool it was cool yeah. um the other one that i liked that kind of got me a little bit nostalgic uh the jets brought back nfl blitz yeah uh so great and they said uh when they tweeted out it said blown the cartridge insert the rumble pack dial up the bomb uh, you know it's just like god i love that game <laughs> so much and uh the bomb obviously the greatest play in nfl blitz um Good stuff. Good stuff by the Jets. And probably maybe the last time we'll talk about the Jets this year. <laughs> Let's I guess Sam Darnold can throw like a thousand interceptions and we'll talk about it. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> Any other ones you saw that you like, Marl? Um, no, those I mean, you hit on those are like the top three in my book. Yeah. So, I, All I, right. I know Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so I guess the game we knew is going to happen twice. We now know it'll be week one. Week one, Bears. game one. Bears Packers. Bears Packers. Thursday night. Soldier Field. Yeah. Probably get the bets ready with the hot Should dogs. we talk about how we're gonna go to it and then probably not go? Yeah, yeah. We should go to this one. Yeah, totally. We're, we're just gonna throw a huge tailgate. Everyone should show up. Totally should go up. We're totally gonna go just like we went to the big tournament. <laughs> just like we went to whatever badger games we said we were gonna do. All we're, right. But maybe yeah, this time. We got some time. It's the Maybe first it's game. Time. It's a Thursday. It'll probably be warm. It'll be nice. It's call off work on Friday. Yeah, I take a day off work then. Uh, <laughs> You're already, we're already fine. <laughs> so Packers, Bears, uh, other than that, like we said, we knew the teams. We just didn't know the order. Yeah. Uh, the Packers and Bears plays the NFC East, the AFC West, obviously, the divisional opponents. And then Green play 
Green Bay plays San Francisco and Carolina, while the Bears play uh, the Rams and New Orleans. Um, yeah, so with the AFC West, we get get to play Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Do you know when does when the Packers when is you guys are you guys there or is it we at Lambeau? Hosting. You're hosting. Let me Hope look. Late in the year. I know that the Bears have them on Week 16, so like late oh, December in yeah. Chicago. At, at Kansas City on the 27th, so end of October. Week uh, end eight. Of October. Okay, week so uh, I mean that's what I'm. I, that's what I'm. I'm looking forward to that one to see yeah. how we do against the uh, the Pat Mahomes, especially with him coming to Chicago in the, which more than likely is going to be frigid weather on the lakeshore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Besides that, yeah. You the, got any highlight games? Well, the two AFC we, the two AFC West games that you know I would most be interested in kind of seeing the players right is Pat Mahomes were at Kansas City though, mm. and then uh, the Chargers to see Melvin Gordon, but we're at LA as well. Back to back weeks, weeks eight, nine. So that kind of stinks. Ooh, uh, as those would be kind of the fun ones to see um, of that of that division. But hey, we host Oakland. There you go. So there's that. There's that. And Denver. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. We also got a London game. Or we play Oakland in London. Oh, yeah. You play. Yeah. So, that would yeah, be at, it's at uh, Tottenham's new stadium, right? Is it? That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll go pretty... to that. Maybe I'll go there to that. There you go. One. There you go. If uh, we can't even go to the Pecker Bear game, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, check. We have the funds yeah, to go to that. Check, check the budget. <laughs> check the budget. Yeah, we'll check the budget. Uh, yeah, so primetime games. We said uh, Packers have five uh, by my count, and he said Chicago has six. No, I think I lied pregame. You, I think I lied, lied. pregame. Oh. Uh, we have we have five as well. Okay. Well, but does it count the London one? Because the London it, it does not count the London it. one. If you count the London one, then that'd be six. But are nine. they doing it where the London ones at the normal time or when it's at like nine o'clock in the morning? I don't know. I don't think I they assign times to those yet. So I'm not sure because they should. It's it's great when you that one or two oh, weeks yeah. or however they do that. You wake up. It's like oh, just football's on. Yeah, here we football's go on already. Yeah, instead of seven hours of straight football, we get ten. Yeah, let's right. go. It is great for the marriages for sure. Yeah, you know what else? Uh, uh, the Browns they have they have three prime times in the first five weeks. So getting oof. used to watching them. It would be really fun if they're good. Well, this is be this is it would be fun if they're good, and it, it's setting up with them being in prime time so much. It's we're we're going to hear about the Browns no matter what because they're either going to be if they're good, we're going to hear about how awesome they are, and if they're not, we're going to have like uh, the Odell Beckham thing is not working out and da 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 da. But I feel like either way, they're still going to finish like eight and eight. <laughs> <laughs> what you think if you ask a Browns fan, they'd be like, "All right, let's go, let's do it." It's more games than we won the last five years. Um, well, before last year. Anyway. Uh, all right. Well, we've talked a lot about schedules and probably a more important thing. Oh, wait. We're not, we're not going to We're not gonna do the wins and losses? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. We'll walk through each wins and losses. <laughs> Packers, 12 and 4, because I'm a homer. Uh, moving on. Moving on. It's so bad. I look at it, and I'm like, oh, Redskins. We'll crush the Redskins. And it's like they've won two of the last three against the Packers. I just don't get it. Ah, uh, anyway, all right, moving on. Uh, so yeah, more important and something we'll spend a lot less time talking about. <laughs> Guys, we're professionals. NFL draft, Marlo, is this week? You said what? Yeah, it's that, can't the first, be, that can't be right. First round kicking off on Thursday night, as they do now in Nashville. Uh, 
Yeah, but I feel we like should, we should go to that. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> we should go to that one. How do we how do we miss that one? There, Nashville, yeah, oh, Nashville man. for the draft should have been. Nashville oh, we still got time. We still got time. That'd be great. Um, all right. I so as you could tell by my, <laughs> is it really this week? I am not f- so excited for this draft. I don't. I, something is missing this year, and I can't put my finger on. I guess I'll wax poetic about what I think it is. But I really just can't put my finger on why I'm not hyped about this draft. I do you well, uh, are you feeling the same way? I don't. Am I alone I f- on this? I feel like there. Yeah, I feel like there's less hype around, especially after last year. Um, and I for like a zoom, like a zooming out. I think overall it's yeah. less hype because there's not that many. There's not. That, it's not a good quarterback draft in general. It's not deep. There's yeah. not. I mean, we think we know who's going number one, and everyone doesn't even know if he's going to work out in the NFL. Um, and then on top of that, it's not. Yeah, it's not as deep. So, and there's no besides even besides the quarterback, there's no other player that's like, oh man, I can't wait for him to dominate the NFL. It just seems there's a bunch of good players and not yeah. those great players that everyone you know is usually we're always talking about coming up and driving down the, the death or where they're going to go and how they're going to change the game. Yeah, I think. Well, I think one. I think you're right with the just the quarterbacks in general. We've had a couple years now. I feel like where it's been, there's been three or four quarterbacks. Uh, and we're talking about who's going to go number one, who or you know who's going to go first out of these quarterbacks, or we have like a Saquon Barkley, right? Who's this yeah. kind of like huge uh, prospect that we think is going to be really good? Looking at the mock drafts, mostly it's um, if you think Kyler Murray is going to go first overall, it's him, and then it's defensive players who uh, like Nick Bosa's pr- projected to go second, and then a bunch of other defensive players that I don't really know that well. Um, or, or uh, offensive linemen, that sort of stuff. And when those are the players up there, maybe that's why this year isn't so excited. For God's sakes, a tight end out of Iowa is projected to go in the top 10, which is <laughs> baffling. Uh, so I guess from at least uh, a fan entertainment standpoint, right? You're not going to sit there and remember when um, a tight end from Iowa was drafted in <clears throat> the top 10. Um, and I think it's, so I think that's part of it, that there's this uh, kind of, uninteresting kind of crop of players. No offense to those players. I'm sure they're very good players, but it's not the headline grabbing. Uh, I mean, the interesting thing should be if Kyler is, if Kyler Murray is going to go number one and it, it, that's the interesting story, but that's just the one pick. He either is or he isn't. And then from there, there's not a lot of, that doesn't feel like it changes too much. And it just feels very weird that the Cardinals are going to be like, Hey, Cliff Kingsbury, here's the keys. <laughs> Figure it out. Like, you were uh, not great at Texas Tech. <laughs> Good luck. Like, that just seems so bizarre that that's going to happen, but that seems like what's happening. <laughs> and they're like, you had a good offense, and Coach Baker may feel kind of, sort of. And uh, then he went to Oklahoma <laughs> and was really good. And now you think Kyler Murray's going to be good, so we're going to give up on Josh Rosen. It's a very strange. So I think that kind of, while it's an interesting story, I feel like that clouds the draft. Like it takes away from the draft more than adds to it. Um, and I don't know. And I think I just, it's part of the Packer fan of me that we've just been accustomed to discounting the draft. Because so often Packers are trading down. So often you're quote unquote finding value where, yeah, let's be honest, the last five, six years we haven't found. <laughs> so like it's, 
I think as a fan, I'm just kind of like, whatever, this happens and other teams get good players and we draft third and fourth round picks and hope some of them work out. So it's, I don't know. I think all, all those things have kind of, and I kind of combined and I'm not even ready for the draft. Like as a fan, as a podcast host, like I'm not ready at all, but here we go. It's going to be on Thursday. Yep. Maybe we'll be there. Maybe we'll be there in Nashville. Look out for us if you're going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch out. We might be there. <laughs> All right. All right. So should we talk about something else we know we know even less about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Why not talk about things you don't know about? Uh, that that will never come back to bite us. All right. <laughs> the NHL playoffs are happening. We did it. Talking NHL. Um so I guess the big storyline that happened so far uh, is the one seeds are struggling. Two have already lost. Um, Nashville is down three to two. I guess Washington leads three to three to two. Um, but at least two one seeds have lost. Not only that, Tampa Bay, who had in a historic season. Uh, they finished with a 62 and 16 and four record. Um, they tied the record for the most wins. They uh, um, were four points shy of the points record. They had never lost two games in a row during the season. They lost four games in a row to the Columbus Blue Jackets and had been eliminated from the playoffs. I, we talked about collapses earlier. Um, and kind of thinking about recent uh, kind of really great regular season teams to then lose uh, early in the playoffs. In basketball, I can think of the Mavericks with Dirk losing to the Golden State Warriors before they were the Golden State Warriors, uh, as we know them. Um, you know, football, we can talk about like 15-1 and Packers losing in the playoffs. Fine, we don't need to do that. Um, but Obviously, this is a little bit outside of our, our our kind of knowledge base, but this seems like such a an unlikely event. It's crazy. It's crazy that such a good team. Again, I don't know that. I'm going, just going off of like what I read. Right, I didn't watch them, and I don't. I didn't yeah. see them and go, "Wow, that's a really good team." But like the results speak for themselves. To all of a sudden be out in four games, and frankly, getting blown out in those games, the games yeah. really weren't even close. Is I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's documentary worthy. Like it's. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what the hell. Worthy. I want to know what the hell happened well, here. In hockey, it's not uncommon for the number one seeds to lose in the first round. Yeah, uh, it does. It does happen. But yeah, to be swept seems kind of. It seems kind of nuts. Like you're right uh, to be alarmed. Uh, maybe maybe we'll start a Netflix documentary about it uh, yeah. one time. Mm. Oh, it's one of our twenty for twenty twenty for nineteens that we're gonna do twenty nineteen. Um, 20, 20 for nineteen in twenty nineteen. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Lightning. So I it'll, it'll come out after we actually go to a sporting event together. <laughs> Dude, we were stacking them up today. Yeah, man. Oof. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, for the yeah hockey, it happens. Uh, documentary. They had twelve more wins and twenty one more points than the next closest team. This yeah, season, you know, the next closest suck to be a Tampa Bay fan. It would, uh, you know, who the the next closest team was, Marlo? Who was that? It was the Calgary Flames, who also lost <laughs> the first <laughs> run series. 
Four to one to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, hockey's weird. Uh, so Tampa Bay, after they lost uh, their uh, official Twitter feed uh, or whatever it's called, uh, put out a statement. Uh, and it got a, a lot of weird reaction. But maybe, I don't know. I want to know what you think, Marlo. They said, quote, uh, we don't have any words and we know you don't want to hear them. We understand your anger, your frustration, your sadness. Everything you're feeling, we get it. This isn't the ending we imagined and certainly not the one we wanted. Thank you for being there the entire way. They sent this out like, I don't want to say minutes, but like right after the game uh, where they were eliminated, again, getting swept. I think they lost 7-3 yeah. to three in that last game. Uh, what do you think of the apology, Marlo? There was kind of some, I, I don't know. So it seems like a lot of websites see this now. They take a quote-unquote backlash, and it's like you look at it, and it's like a couple people who tweeted about it. Or they yeah. retweeted it, and they have yeah. like a combined a hundred followers. Not that I'm not anybody to brag about Twitter followers. That's <laughs> not what I'm trying to say. So you're like, one if, of them. If somebody put me in an article and said, "Look at what this guy said," <laughs> and it like that proves some sort of narrative or some sort of reaction, I'd be like, "Okay, that's kind of weird." Thank you. Hopefully, I get some followers out of this. But like, but these people have less followers than me, and they're quoting him in this. Anyway, that was a side rant. I don't know why I went on that. Milo, what did you think about this quote, uh, apology tweet? Oh man, you could tell that they were trying to. This wasn't the first draft. They were sitting around <laughs> crafting it for a while, and, yeah. this is, and this is what they they came out with. Uh, but I think you know, if you have to apologize to your fans, uh, obviously via Twitter, it's not a not it's a, not a good day. For not a good spot to be in. Not a good spot to be in. Where you actually feel the need to get this out there and. Um, you know, understanding the fans' anger and frustration and your sadness, I, that just seems like it's something out of, um, you know, like they were scrolling through Pinterest and they wanted like uh, a, a sad motivation board. Uh, so this yeah. is what they came up with. Oh, uh, I, I view this much more favorably. I think it's, I think it's a fine way to reach out to the fans and I, I don't, words are losing me now. I thought about. I honestly thought about this a lot, and I, I like the f- them reaching out to the fans and saying like, "We get your emotions," because I think in uh, I think why it doesn't work is because sports fans are so irrational. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, rational people will look at this and be like, "Yeah, you're right." Like I, I expect I expected a lot out of you, and you didn't give it to me, Tampa Bay Lightning. Right, and. I shouldn't be upset at you because you did your best. Like in a rational person, like right. you didn't want this to happen. You didn't try this to happen. You didn't like choke it away. I get that. But the fan in you is like, come the F. Yeah. <laughs> like, this- how can you do this to me? How can you let <laughs> me down? How can you, you know, you did all this, all this whole year. I cheered this whole time and it was so enjoyable to watch this team. All that's ruined now. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just 100%. in in a normal world, this tweet works perfectly and it makes sense. But in sports world, it doesn't because we attach way too much freaking emotion to these stupid teams. And you know, more times than not, they let you down. And in this case, Tampa Bay just happened to do it in a, a spectacular fashion. Amen. Yeah, I couldn't imagine this if the Bucks had lost at four, and this is what they tweeted in the Bucks tweeted yeah. out. 
I feel like you would have came on out, this podcast and had a lot more to say about it. Yeah, if they lost, if they got swept by the Pistons, yeah, and lost the last game by thirty-one points, thirty-five points. What was the thing we said? Yeah, thirty-five. 35 yep. Yeah. <sighs> Because yeah, because then I'd be emotional. Yeah. Because I I read this I read this Tampa Bay one and I'm not emotional. I don't, I'm not attached to Tampa Bay whatsoever. Uh, so I kind of get it and it, it's like okay, this makes sense. But if, yeah, if if that had happened in the, in the Bucks situation, I, I would probably not handle it the same way. God, sports are weird. Yeah, they are. All right. Now, is it, uh, too much? Enough? NHL? <laughs> I mean, we just basically covered hockey for the whole year. So we're we good. did it. We're good. We did we it. We did it. Someone someone else than Tampa Bay is going to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, it's not, <laughs> not going to be Tampa Bay. It's or Tampa Calgary. Bay. Or Calgary. Uh, could be other teams. Who knows? We'll see. we'll talk about them if and when uh, they uh, do something interesting enough to be talked about. We should say, uh, I guess the other one I want to mention, the Islanders swept uh, Pittsburgh. So that seems significant. Pittsburgh is usually pretty good. <laughs> Got some yeah, seems like well, it. I've heard some I, good things about Pittsburgh. Well, the Islanders, uh, again, a thousand foot view. They lost uh, Tavares to uh, Toronto. He was their best player. And now they're better? That's weird. Um, so that's something to keep your eye on there. Um, so, all right. Cool. All right. Well, hockey. We did it. That was hockey. Now we move on to America's favorite segment Casey's Corner Kick. Yeah, great. <laughs> ah, I I just always think like how excited you are to get this segment, Marlo. <laughs> every right. time, every week. Right. Corner to. kick. Uh, Liverpool. I'll start out with Liverpool as always. Um, Liverpool got a win over Cardiff City. Uh, Cardiff City, I think, is now regulated from uh, the league, so they'll be going down to the championship. Uh, a 2-0 victory uh, with a goal by Wijnaldum and then later a penalty by Milner, um, which are not the two people you would expect to score for Liverpool. And for a lot of this game, it looked like another example where uh, a team just kind of sits back and kind of absorbs Liverpool's pressure and um, Liverpool can't break them down. And it took far too long to score against a team uh, over the quality of Cardiff City. Uh, but they got the result that they needed. They're back atop the table by two points. There's three games left. City has four. Uh, it's really coming down to it, and it is very stressful, uh, but also a lot of fun to watch. To give you an idea, um, Marlo, of how good these two teams are, Liverpool and Man City, uh, Liverpool has 88 points on the season, and that would have been good enough to win the league like 10 of the last 12 years, their point total. And uh, Man City's obviously right there. So these two teams are having a, a, a real title race for the ages. Um, and I just have a worried part of in the back of my brain that says it's not going to end well for Liverpool. Uh, but we'll see. Obviously, it's bored out on the field. Um, that's it for the league. We'll move on to Champions League. Uh, and I guess I'll stick on Liverpool for a moment. Liverpool defeated Porto 4-1, to uh, advancing 6-1 on aggregate. So they move on to the semifinals where they'll face Barcelona, who handled United easily uh, 3-0 to in the second leg of that, winning 4-0 to on aggregate. And then Ajax, perhaps the upset of the round. Well, I shouldn't say that. One of the two upsets, uh, one I'll talk about more in a minute, uh, defeated Juventus uh, 2-1, to winning 3-2 to on the aggregate. So Ajax will face... Uh, 
excuse me, Liverpool will face Barcelona uh, in in the semifinal. But the game and the tie of the quarterfinals was Tottenham and Man City. Uh, Man City hosted Tottenham, coming in uh, down a goal, and it was one of the most entertaining soccer games I had ever seen. Uh, first off, let me start with the uniforms, as we are one to do on this podcast, mm-hmm. which is a weird spot to start. Man City wore their normal kind of light blue uniform, and Tottenham wore a seafoam turquoise to darker blue uniform, and they were just too close. The colors were just too close, and like you could tell they were different colors. Like You knew when you were watching it, but like when you're kind of just out of your field of vision, they were just too close. It was really confusing. And I think that caused confusion by the players, too, because <laughs> it was a crazy, frenetic start to the game. There were five goals in the first 21 minutes, uh, which almost never happens, especially in uh, when games get more meaningful. It oftentimes seems like both teams kind of play a little bit more reserved or you know they don't want to make the big mistake that costs their team the game. But these teams in this game just went for it, and it was amazing. I said five goals in 21 minutes, and that crazy frenetic start was only matched by the chaotic finish at the end. Uh, Tottenham scored uh, late in the game to uh, put them through. Um, they were, uh, I guess, losing 4-3 to three in the game, but they were tied in the aggregate and had more away goals. That's the tiebreaker. Uh, on a goal that might have been a handball, might not have, uh, a cross came in. Uh, the Tottenham forward went up for it, and his arm was across his, uh, his stomach, and the ball hit his hip or maybe a little bit of his elbow and went into the goal. Uh, they reviewed it and still said the goal stood, although in super, super slow motion, uh, you could see his arm kind of move, so it might not have been a goal. Still a little unclear, but uh, the goal was allowed, so Tottenham was through. And then in the 94th minute, 95th minute, Man City behind Raheem Sterling scored one heck of a goal, but it turned out he was a hair offside. So that went to review, and they called it back. Uh, And it was so weird to watch because uh, City scores, they think they're through. They think they're going on. It's uh, at their stadium, so their fans are going nuts. And then all of a sudden, it just flashes up on the screen. It says, no goal, (laughs) VR review. And, like, the stadium went from this, like, crazy just jubilation, crazy cheering to, like, a murmur, like, uh, like almost at a base like a baseball game level murmur where people are like what the hell just happened and it was the most drastic change in fan reaction i'd ever seen and tottenham held on and and went on and it was like i said one of the best games if not the best game i've ever seen and the stakes it was up to the stakes of that of that quarterfinal uh so Tottenham move on, Ajax move on, they face each other. So crazily enough, Tottenham or Ajax will be in the Champions League final. Um, So the winner of that will play the winner of Barcelona-Liverpool. Those games are coming at you April 30th and May 1st. Um, So that is Champions League stuff. Uh, But in an attempt to explain things on the internet, Marlo, I know that everybody loves when we do this. There was one of the funniest... (laughs) Videos I've seen. This is in the championship, uh, and um, it's a a Twitter YouTube thing. Um, <laughs> Twitter where... YouTube thing. Okay, <laughs> well, it's not Twitter. Yeah. So 
there was a foul in which I don't know the teams. One of the teams. It's just the ultimate like soccer guys acting tough until they think they can get a foul and then they just go down like a sack of potatoes. A guy gets fouled. He's down holding his head. Another guy walks up, kind of breathes on a guy. He throws himself onto the ground and starts rolling around. A third guy is standing there and gets bumped into and goes down holding his ankle like his ankle's broken. There's like five players on the ground rolling around, acting hurt, and the referee's just standing there shaking his head. Oh, it's the funniest thing. Uh, it's by at George underscore LCFC. Find it. It is well worth your time to watch. Uh, and I don't know. That's all I can say. It's fantastic. It is. It Look is. It, pretty funny. it is 14 seconds of just what we all think just, about soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Just the anytime somebody like me who who defends soccer and says flopping's not that bad and it's ah oh, it's it's okay then somebody can show you this and be like it's the worst thing ever oh it's so funny it's great all right, all right. Uh, old man league tied 4 to 4 oh, tie should have won tied 4 to 4 Jeez. why even play the game why, why even play, play the game? game all right all right that's all i had for the for the corner um Madison fc plays their first home game on saturday oh, damn. Stop scooping me. Uh, they yeah they won. Uh, Madison FC won uh, two to one uh, over the weekend. And yeah, first home game. Forgot about yeah. them. All right, maybe we'll go to that one. Yeah, <laughs> look for us. Look for us there. All right, all right. That's all I got. You got anything else, Casey? Is that it? No, that that, that is it. All right. Uh, as always, thanks for listening, subscribing, sharing. You can follow us on t- on Twitter at 132Greens. Myself, at MarloJR. Casey is at ProfBadgerFan yeah. <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, thanks again. That's it for me. Casey, any last words? All right. Until next time, everyone, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.